to be more targeted. I saw a guy post in a Facebook group the other day. He spent $15,000 in mail since the beginning of this year. He's got one deal for $5,000. Before we get into today's episode, I want to offer you a free service and a free gift. Yes, a free gift. You're a loyal best ever listener. You deserve free gifts. And it's from our best ever partner, Secure Pay One, the landlord helper. So are you a landlord or investor who's self-managing? Well, if you're self-managing, is that the best way to scale your business? And are you fulfilled by self-managing or would you rather be doing other stuff with your time? Like, I don't know, scaling your business, scaling your portfolio, making more money, bringing more rentals, rental income coming in because you're acquiring more properties. If you want to scale, if you're not getting fulfilled by self-managing, then here comes the free service. Here comes the free gift. Linda Libatory, you know her, episode 714 I interviewed her about her best ever advice, talked to her about her company, which is the solution to your problem, Secure Pay One, the landlord helper. They handle the phone calls, they handle the rent collections, they handle late payment reminders, they handle the lease violation notices, everything from the text messages, reminders, all the way to collecting the ACH payments. Linda's team will help you scale your business, whether you got 500 units or even a handful of units, go to mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. That's mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. They're going to give you a free 30-minute goal strategy session. They'll give you free setup and the first 30 days free, mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. Again, if you are self-managing and you're not fulfilled by self-managing and you agree that there's a better way to scale your business, scale your investments, then go to mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. Take Linda and her team up on their generous offer of giving you a trial and a strategy session to see if it's right for you. mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. Best ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of that fluff. With us today, Larry Higgins. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing great, Joe. How are you doing? I'm doing great as well. And nice to have you on the show. A little bit about Larry. He is the owner and chief operator at Emprise REI. Is that right? Yes, that's the overall LLC that I'm established under. That's at Emprise. And then we just recently started SkipGenie.com. SkipGenie.com. And I think that's going to be the focus of our conversation, SkipGenie.com. A little bit more about Larry after... He began his career in Camden, a multifamily housing company, and spent three years overseeing construction. And he's based in Houston, Texas. And we're going to talk about skip tracing and exactly what that is and how he's using it as a strategy and how others are as well. So with that being said, Larry, before we get into that, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and your focus? Construction management background after college, did that for a while, worked overseas doing that for a while as well, and came home and found myself in a job I didn't really care for too much. It just bored me. It wasn't the company or anything like that. It was just very boring and jumped into real estate. Didn't know anything about it, but I learned really fast. And at this point, I'm just wholesaling. We do do some deals here and there. We'll buy and list it. But as far as my strategy and going after deals as a new investor, I was kind of like a lot of other guys. You do a little bit of bandit signs, a little bit of mail and things like that. 
and I learned what a valuable, versatile tool skip tracing was. Mm-hmm. And I also learned I really like vacant properties. So over time, I just developed my own process and got really proficient and really good at kind of filtering lists and taking certain information and maybe skip tracing entire list and reaching out instead of mailing, just directly contacting these people. So that's kind of my strategy, and I use that just to wholesale deals. Okay. So let's talk about skip tracing. First, how about you define it for anyone who's not familiar? I need a refresher on it because other people have talked about this, but I haven't talked about it in detail. I don't think about skip tracing. So what is it and how do you implement it? That's a great question because it can mean different things to different people. Most of the time, it just means go somewhere and try and find a phone number for somebody or a new address. So if you want to do this in a massive scale, you can just pull a bunch of reports. People are fairly easy to find. And you've got phone numbers, email addresses, and current addresses, things like that, ways to reach out and contact them. In another context, what I consider when you have to go in depth is when somebody's maybe they passed away or they just fell off the face of the earth. And maybe on the face value of it, it's a really hot deal. That's when you have to dive down a little deeper, maybe find relatives, talk to the neighbors. You're almost like a detective at that point, and you're putting pieces of the puzzle together. And the ability to do one or both of those, it's just tremendous because so many people won't do it. So many people say it's just return mail. We're talking to a lot of people now, even the more experienced guys. A lot of people have heard you should work your return mail or skip trace your return mail. The reason being is nobody else is. And there's a correlation between direct mail and vacant properties. So say you're brand new, you're driving for dollars. There's a correlation there that if that mail gets returned or that property is vacant, generally those people might be a little bit harder to find. You're not going to be able to just dial one phone number and reach them. But there's also another correlation that everybody loves vacant properties for a reason. Higher Mm -hmm. probability of getting a deal, higher probability it's going to be a better deal. Yeah. So that's kind of skip tracing in general. I said it could be real broad. You just want to grab phone numbers. Maybe you've got a mailing list of a 1,000 people, and you just want to start calling them all. No problem. You're just taking what you get. Others, you can do both. Take that entire list. You have the numbers. Maybe you want to dive a little bit deeper in the data. Maybe you see the owner lives in another state now, and they're 90 years old, or maybe they're even deceased, but they don't show up as an estate or a probate. People die all the time all over the place in great numbers without a will. Those people don't show up on probate lists. So there's a lot of little pieces that you can look at, little indicators I call them, like my bread and butter. If you can get a vacant property, that's a great indicator overall. If you can get a tax delinquent property, a lot of people love those. That's a pretty good indicator. And then if you get an owner that has passed away, that's obviously a lot of people like to probate. So whatever you can do to filter through this data and try and get as many of those boxes checked as you can on one property, that's a way to prioritize and know when to dig deeper, that kind of thing. You have a mailing list. I may list have gone of- too, too much detail. No, I love it. The more detail, the better. Thank you. This is great. You have a mailing list of a 1,000 people. How do you get the phone numbers? One of the things unique to our service is a lot of people have access to what they consider skip trace services. But they're doing a lot of manual searching. You have to go in and search each property, each name. And you'll get a report, and it shows the phone numbers. 
So I teamed up with a guy a year and a half, two years ago. It was on a specific project. It was vacant properties and calling the owners rather than mailing. And over time, there was an evolution that we were doing so much, we couldn't keep up doing it manually. So we put the resources into it to develop our own system to where we can now process an entire list at once, whether it's instead of doing 100 manual searches, we plug in a spreadsheet and we get it spit back out to us. It's all automated at that point. So now you can even plug it into your more popular auto dialers, do voicemail drops. It's a different way to reach out and touch a potential owner because maybe you don't want to call them, but you could literally take a mail list of 10,000, skip trace it. We can provide it in a format the next day. You plug it into your system and you've gone out and done people with a different name, but I call it a voicemail drop. Some people call it a ringless voicemail. Mm-hmm. But within 24, 48 hours, you've left voicemails with 10,000 people. And what service do you use for that? Is that your service too, or do you partner with someone? Yes, yeah, it's ours. It's our internal capability that we developed in the last year or so. We knew there was some demand for it, and we thought it would be geared more towards just the higher volume guys doing a 1,000 or more a month. But there's so much frustration with direct mail right now. It's amazing. <laughs> I call it the yellow letter lottery. There's so many people sending mail to the same list. It's not uncommon to go to an appointment. There's two, three, five, six other investors. And you were lucky to even get that because they might have 50 pieces of mail. All these weekend seminars, all these classes, all these people jumping into wholesaling. And that's the number one thing they're told to do probably is drop mail. And everybody's on the same list. I can't think of anybody I've heard in the last year or two say that their response rates from direct mail has gotten better. Everybody's talking about how the results are actually kind of going down. So it's an intriguing concept for some people. They're looking for alternative ways to try and set themselves apart from everybody else rather than just being another postcard or yellow letter in the mail type thing. I have a list of a 1,000 property addresses. I work with, in this case, let's say I work with your company. So I have a spreadsheet. I give it to you. And do you just put the phone numbers in the cell right next to the address. So now I have the addresses, plus now I have the phone number that corresponds to each address? Yes, it's all in a usable format. It makes sense once you see it. So we tell you if that person, if they show up as deceased, and if the property is not in an estate, that's something to key in on because it's a de facto estate at that point. And by that, I mean it's flying under everybody else's radar. People are chasing probates. People are chasing estates. Well, say you have a property. It's John Doe lives on Main Street. The mailing address is lined up. It looks like an owner-occupied house. But let's say maybe even you know it's vacant for sure. You run the report, and it shows up John Doe died two years ago. So to me, that priority goes way up on that property. He died. It's vacant. It's getting run down. So that's a key indicator to look at. So what do you do when you when? Yeah, sorry, go ahead. I interrupted you. I didn't mean to. Go ahead. Oh, oh, that's all right. I I, I like talking about skip tracing. So I'll, <laughs> I'll go on and on and on. Y'all have to cut me off. <laughs> so you go down our you go down the way our spreadsheets formatted. So that's one thing you can filter for is who's deceased. Sometimes the age. Whether you're using the cheap low end stuff like Intellius or Spokio or the upper tier providers, which we are at this point an upper tier provider. We all get our death records from the Social Security Death Index. But if that death is never reported, nobody has visibility on that death record. So it's not uncommon to see somebody that's 
100, 110 years old that looks like they're alive. Well, I tell people, based off your list, say it's tax delinquent or not owner-occupied, something along those lines, if you see anybody in their 90s or older, go ahead and just do a quick obituary check. It's worth that extra step. I said, you need to maximize your list. Don't overlook these little things. You could turn that over to a VA and just teach them the process. It's real simple. So there's the death status, the age, then we give you address history, all the phone numbers associated with that person, and we can also show you the likely and possible relatives. So if that person does show up as deceased, hey, here's some possible people that you're going to want to skip trace them to get their phone numbers because they're the probable heirs in that scenario. Mm. Yeah, it's certainly a competitive advantage that you've uncovered because you've taken something from the surface of, hey, you just match up phone numbers with addresses, and you've taken it three levels further than that and thought through the process from an investor standpoint. Our unofficial motto is built by, for, and used by investors. So we kind of know what people are looking for, and some people don't know what they should be looking for. But that's not the end of the useful data. The other thing we provide are any possible email addresses. I just learned this from one of our clients last week. He's using those to go and try and target the people on Facebook as well. And that kind of blew my mind. I was like, wow, that's even more utility out of it. The versatility in something like this is amazing. If you make the effort, and it's not hard, like I said, you could be completely automated and just whatever's easy to get, you get, or you take the time and pay attention to those smaller indicators and know when you might need to put a little more work into certain things. But my general rule is the harder somebody is to find or their errors, the more likely it's going to be a better deal or home run type deal. There might be cases where you have to get a genealogist involved. And <laughs> I say that because we've done that. I consider that a great opportunity that I have to reach out to our genealogist and give her some information because we can't find the errors. Please tell us more about that particular deal. Okay, so found the house. We had a lead. I looked it up, and the owner had died. And they owed like $30,000 in taxes, and this is in Houston. And the owner died. I see her son. I looked him up. Well, he had died too. He didn't have any siblings, no wife, no children. Her husband had died like 30 years prior. I just couldn't find anything on the guy. And I'm really good at going into our local county clerk, stuff like that, looking for probate records. And there was just a dearth of information on it. So I'm not a genealogist. I can do some basic stuff on, like, ancestry, but that's definitely not my specialty. I just knew there was a major issue at this house, and there was no close hairs. I could tell that. So we got a genealogist involved, and I'll never forget. It was 9 in the morning. I called. I left a voicemail with the lady. I didn't realize where she was. Well, she was in Alaska, and she called me right back, and she told me it's like 6 in the morning here. But she was already up, and she's real pleasant. She said, yeah, the person you mentioned, that's my cousin. I haven't seen him in 30 years. <laughs> this was a little awkward, but I had to inform her that her cousin died a few years ago. And after, under our airship, Malls of Airship in Texas, as a cousin, she was one of the heirs. Now, the genealogist is the one that gave me her name. That's how I knew how to find her. So she's 15, 2,000 miles away, 1,500, 2,000 miles away in Alaska owns a legal interest in her deceased cousin's property in Texas. 
doesn't have the first clue about how to take care of the airship and the title issues and things like that. And we found out that the house had squatters living in it. So this is getting better and better and better. <laughs> but that deal alone, it took some work, and we ended up actually paying for the squatters to move, just to incentivize them. Just, what'd hey, you guys. What would you pay them? I think we ended up spending about $1,500. We wanted a clean deal. We wanted them out by the time we were closing. And it, not to say it's right. It's just the easier thing to do. And, you know, keep them from lighting the match on the way out by the deal, too. Mm-hmm. But on that deal, we paid each of theirs $3,000. It was like free money falling out of the sky. And we double closed on it. We didn't necessarily want our buyer to see what we were making off of it. But it was a $150,000 deal. We were right under 50000 all in. And we sold it for two hundred. I'm not saying you can do that once a month or <laughs> every few weeks or anything like that. But my point is, if you're not looking for that, you're rarely going to find it. Mm-hmm. Or if you had just given up, all the signs were there. Huge tax problem, and there's no close relatives. Okay, spend a few minutes and dig a little deeper. And it's risk reward. At some point, you make a decision: Should I get a genealogist involved? Well, there's huge potential payoff, so yeah, I'll spend a couple hundred bucks if I have to. That was one of my questions. How does a genealogist charge you? What's the structure? We've only used one, and she's actually, I think she's in Canada. She's very good. She's always gotten results back, but our average bill, we've only done it a few times. I think our average bill was maybe 100, 150 bucks. And that was with us. We're impatient. We're like, this is urgent. We'll pay the <laughs> the rust charge. She has a little rust charge. So we're always like, hey, we'll pay the rust charge, whatever it is, just as soon as you can get this. Mm-hmm. So it's very, very affordable. And you're not going to be doing it on. It's something that, depending on how many leads you're working through, it's not a common scenario. But if you come across something like that, it's well worth your time and the risk of $100. Mm-hmm. Like I said, in that situation, the heirs, you should be looking forward to the day that you're notifying somebody that they are a legal owner of property they didn't know anything about. We just got the phone numbers back from you. So I'm pretending I paid for your services. I got my phone numbers. Now I've got the spreadsheet in front of me on my laptop. I've got my phone next to me, got my earphones in, ready to make my first call. Walk me through a phone call scenario when you call someone, or in this hypothetical scenario, when I call someone, what should I say and what should I expect as a response? Some of that's going to be based off of your criteria, the list, the nature of that list. Is it a probate or an inherited property you suspect it is? You're talking to relatives. Or is it for a pre-foreclosure home? That's two different, yep. go, uh, two go different with, ways of talking to them. Go with both scenarios, just if you can do them quickly, each scenario. Okay. So if it's safe to inherit a property, I just, hey, may I speak to Jill, please? Yeah, this is Jill. Hey, Jill, this is kind of out of the blue, but my name is Larry Higgins, and I'm not even sure if you can help, but I saw this property over off Main Street, and it looked like it might be vacant. I'm not sure. But when I looked up the owner, I saw that he had passed. So now I'm just trying to reach his family or whoever owns or controls the property to see if they have any interest in selling it because I'd like to buy it. Now I just shut up. You'd be surprised how open some people are. Now that script, that's not totally ad hoc. <laughs> that's come through a lot of trial and error. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the goal when you do this, and we actually worked with a sales trainer at one point. He helped us fine-tune it. He actually uses it with his calling center now. 
for people that are doing this. He has a full-blown call center. But the goal is when you call somebody out of the blue like that, if I just said, hey, is Jill there? She doesn't know you. The defenses go up. It's mm-hmm. like, who is this guy? Why is he calling? So the goal is be as personable and just genuinely just easygoing person to talk to and answer their questions before they have to ask who you are and why you're calling. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just straightforward to the message. What about the other scenario? The other, and again, I'm not saying this is the way, yeah. the right way. Yep. It's the yep. way I like. Yep. So on the foreclosure, they say, hey, may I speak to Jill, please? That was Jill. Hey, Jill, I don't know if there's a mistake or I'm really not sure, but I just saw this on a county website. First of all, let me clarify. I don't mention foreclosure if I'm not positive. I'm okay. talking to the right person. Okay. <laughs> That's a good way to kill a deal. And <laughs> but uh so once I know it's Jill, I say, Hey, you know, maybe it's a mistake, I'm not sure, but if it is, I want to make sure you knew that the county shows that this house, it looks like you own it, is scheduled for the auction next month or two months or whenever. And sometimes I'll just shut up right there to see are they gonna talk and tell you what they're going through or if you're really lucky they think it's already been locked. That happens. You'll call them. They say, well, I would sell it, but the bank already owns it. You'd be surprised if that happens. They don't realize they're still illegal owners, especially with inherited properties. And mm-hmm. the good thing there is mentally their mindset is they're getting zero. There's no worth, no value to that property. That's where they are mentally. Mm-hmm. So if you can come in, if they can get anything in their pocket at that point, they're probably going to be happy. Probably, but you know, you never know. Mm-hmm. These are great questions you're asking. This we're a skip trace service, but it's hard to explain to people we're more than just data. Mm-hmm. We give you these scripts. We will help you go over your strategy. If you're a brand new guy, you've got to make every dollar count. You can't go pull a thousand skip traces on properties. We're going to help you to prioritize. Mm-hmm. Our goal is to get you a deal as quickly as possible, as cheaply as possible. Because we know that's the only way you're going to stay with us. You've got to see those results. And one of the ways we're doing that is the next week or two, we're going to start weekly calls, just Q&A, what issues you're having, whatever it is. Just I like the interaction. I'm on a call like that with a guy here in Texas for something different. And you never know what little nuggets you're going to get out of there that help you in whatever you're doing. Larry, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? <laughs> Not to be a dead horse, but... Even if it's not skip tracing, but to me, it it pretty much involves skip tracing, but to be more targeted. I saw a guy post in a Facebook group the other day. He spent $15,000 in mail since the beginning of this year. He's got one deal for $5,000. Well, that's, to me, okay, obviously I have issues with mail to begin with, but he probably wasn't being targeted enough. And there's too much data out there from multiple sources There's no reason not to have a pretty tight target in your marketing. He should have got more than one deal, but those were his results. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Yes. Okay, let's do it. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. Are you an investor who self-manages, talks to your residents, collects checks, and handles all the day-to-day tasks? Well, there's a better way, best ever listener, and guess what? That better way is Secure Pay One. Secure Pay One, the landlord helper, will have conversations over the phone with your residents whenever there's an issue, and the residents can pay you directly. So schedule your free trial and 30 minute session today at mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. 
That's mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. Are you ready to close more deals and officially seal your financial freedom? The Dwellin' Show with Ola Dantis discloses the most innovative real estate investing strategies to kickstart your quest to financial freedom. Go listen at www.dwellin.com forward slash show. That's D-W-E-L-L-Y-N-N.com forward slash show. Best ever book you've read. Not real estate related, but it's Churchill, A Life by Martin Gilbert. Churchill Life? Churchill A Life. I've read multiple biographies on him. He had a fascinating life, and he had his highs, he had his lows. But this quote, never, never, never give up, that kind of sums him up. And he's just a fascinating historical figure. Best ever deal you've done? Well, the house I spoke about earlier, where we had the genealogists involved, that was uh, 150000 on a wholesale deal. Or, well, we double closed, but that was it. Over 1,000 episodes, and this is the first episode where we have mentioned bringing in a genealogist to close on a deal. So bravo to you for that. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I get to bring something new to the best ever show listeners. I like yes, that. Yes, you do. What's a mistake you've made on a transaction? It's really a wholesale deal. And it wasn't that I lost money. It was that I went ahead and did the deal. It took so much time and energy out of me when it was all done. It just wasn't worth it. I look at opportunity cost. Everything, all the time, energy that I put into this thing, it was crazy having to move people and and the family was an issue to deal with. I realized this cost me money. I made a few thousand, but I was so distracted putting so much energy into that. It literally probably cost me a much more profitable deal somewhere else. Best ever way you like to give back? Talking to newer investors that need even basic questions, just the back and forth, and it's, I'm not that far removed from where they are. Like, hey, just how do you go find who the owner is in the tax records? Something so simple. It's so easy to give them, but they're at a roadblock. So just whatever I can do, talk to them, whether it's Facebook groups, on the phone, networking events, and that's a small thing, but it's just a little way to help a lot of different people. How can the best ever listeners get in touch with you? They can email me anytime at Larry at skipgenie.com. And what's your company's website? It is skipgenie.com. And just a little bit of a disclosure, we just started this up recently as far as putting it out there. And we've done very little actually to put it out there. But it has accelerated. We way underestimated the demand. The website's functional. It looks decent, but it is a definitely a work in progress. We're rapidly expanding our capabilities there. And this is we have a startup mindset at this point. It's a lot of fun. We'd love to talk to anybody if you have questions about anything. And we can even give you a free search just so you can see, get an idea for the, the quality of our content and the format of it and just how we operate. Outstanding. Well, Larry, I've really enjoyed our conversation, learning about skip tracing, learning about how you as an entrepreneur have developed the company and thought through the different scenarios after the phone number is received. And what value can you and your company add to investors to help close more deals? And as you mentioned, the harder the deals are to uncover or to find, usually the better the deal. And you used a genealogist example where you made $150,000. 
on one deal where you bought it for 50 and sold it for 200 again not typical but it happened it's real and you do this long enough enough times you hit some singles maybe strike out once or twice but then you hit a grand slam like that and overall your batting average is around 300 400 and that's pretty darn good so thanks for being on the show larry hope you have a best ever day truly enjoyed this and we'll talk to you soon Thanks, John. I really appreciate you having me on. It was good talking to you. Are you ready to close more deals and officially seal your financial freedom? The Dwellin' Show with Ola Dantis discloses the most innovative real estate investing strategies to kickstart your quest to financial freedom. Go listen at com forward slash show. That's D-W-E-L-L-Y-N-N dot com forward slash show.